Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hi, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. Today on the show, I have a new friend. Her name is Maz Delasena. <laughs> Always fuck it up every time. I'm like, I'm not going to fuck <laughs> it up today, and then I fuck it up. Maz is an author, a breathwork facilitator, a Reiki master, energy healer, and a coach. She wasn't always doing these things. Maz had to overcome many obstacles such as homelessness, childhood traumas, abuse, addictions, eating disorders, depression, and the biggest battle of herself, a battle of all herself. Her sole mission is to help others to align to their highest potential by guiding them to remove all of the blocks and limiting beliefs that are preventing them from being their best self, heal from their past pain and trauma, recognize behavioral patterns and break toxic cycles within themselves and others. Why survive in life when we can thrive? I completely agree with that. That's a very good, valid point. Why survive when we can thrive? Um, and I love that energy from you. So Maz, to begin with, you are new to me and you're new to my audience. So I would love for you to jump on in your own words, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what brought you here, um, this point in your journey um, as a soul, helping others to connect to their purpose and anything you feel would just be good. Just let it roll, whatever feels good for you in this moment to share. Amazing. First of all, thanks so much for having me today, Beck. So great to meet you. And I think you did the intro pretty well, so I don't really need to recap that. But basically what I do is diss all the labels and everything else. People just like certificates and all of that kind of stuff. But I just help people heal from their past, release, you know, trauma, their limiting beliefs, their subconscious blocks, their energetic blocks, and help them get into alignment so they can start creating and manifesting the lives that they desire. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> um, your other question, how I got here? I guess like every other light worker, through a lot of darkness and overcoming a lot of darkness and overcoming that for myself. And I guess when we get to those really low points, and for me, there was a lot of rock bottoms. It wasn't just one. <laughs> um, when you have nothing and no one like to help you and you're just crying for help and you don't know who you're talking to and you're literally just screaming to the universe, crying for help. Um, and then I guess that's when all the magic starts to slowly unravel and happen, right? Because you're finally asking for that permission and for that help. <laughs> um, and then taking myself through the journey of what you had just described. Um, and now I'm luckily enough to be able to be living what was once on my vision board and being able to help others change their lives just like I did so yeah 
I have a feeling you have a very inspirational story in you. You know, you're talking about the homelessness and if you, if you feel comfortable sharing, I would love to hear, you know, the point where you were like, fuck, like I've got to (laughs) change this. Cause I think we all hit that wall where we're like, I had the same, I wasn't homeless, but when I was in my early twenties, I hit a wall where I was like, if I don't change something in my life, I'm going to end it. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing you had a similar moment that then pushed you onto this journey. So talk to me about that. Um, I feel like a lot of my, yeah, intuitively, I'm feeling my my readers will find a lot of inspiration from your story. I had many moments. Um, I was one of the <laughs> ones that um, disregarded my intuition, disregarded those nudges and pulls and wouldn't listen. And like, as the universe likes to do, they t- their little nudges, their little pulls, their little insights, they turn to slaps. You're not listening. They turn to punches. And then the universe kicks you in the ground, smashes yeah. you around <laughs> until you really wake up. And that's what happened to me. I took a beating a couple of times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in a nutshell, I was I was actually born in the Philippines, so third world country, and uh, like grew up in poverty. So it wasn't a very rich family. Um, and then I was luckily enough to be able to come to Australia. My mum brought me over to Australia. I grew up here, hence the Australian accent. Um, And in my teens, so 14, I actually found myself on the streets um, and not the usual teenage being on the streets story. It wasn't because I was a bad, uh, rebellious teenager. I was afterwards. (laughs) It caused me to rebel. But before that, I was like straight A, goody two-shoes, so quiet and shy and like would do nothing wrong. And then from there, I rebelled and I was on the streets and that was where I because I was so like enclosed and had such uh, protective parents I hadn't seen that side of the world I guess and that side of humans and what darkness could be I was already scared of ghosts and all the other darkness (laughs) prior to that you know as we as children we're so open we're open to all sorts of experiences but this was seeing darkness in the human form and when I was 14 on the streets, uh, I was drugged and gang raped. At one point, uh, they gave me too much Rohypnol. And um, in saying that, I actually died that night and came back. I do remember my out-of-body experience. And from there, I kind of went on a, that's when I started rebelling. I was quite suicidal. I turned to drugs. I turned to alcohol then there was like a long string of toxic relationships, obviously, because of conditioning I just um, experienced. And more drugs, more getting involved in the wrong crowds. And a lot of not even just toxic relationship with like my boyfriends at the time, but it was a very toxic relationship within myself and those around me. Like I took everything personally. <laughs> I thought everyone was out to get me. I had complete trust issues. Um, and my reality reflected that like I was actually labeled a bad luck magnet and it was true I was always attracting bad luck and funnily enough now everyone labels me a good luck magnet so I'm thankful for that journey wow um, it was a lot of rock bottoms through that that's it in a as brief as I can explain that but um yeah I had to get kicked around a few times I I didn't listen I wasn't listening for the longest time (laughs) Maz, my whole body, like, fuck me. When you were talking about your story, I had to move some energy. It was going to be very, like, triggering in a good way for people, I think, um, because it shows us, you know, the strength of the human condition to be able to forgive and move past all of that. So that's kind of the first question I have is, like, 
how were you able to forgive? Because I was feeling it in my body, like all the things. And and um, it's interesting. Spirit always brings people into alignment at the right time for the right thing. And I'm clearing remainders of a victim template in myself. So I'm like hearing your message and my whole body's having a reaction. I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> this woman knows forgiveness. I feel like, you know, forgiveness. So what were the steps to not get victimized, right? Because when we've had things that have been done to us, we've, we have that victim within us. It's true. We can't negate that. Um, for you, what was that process of, okay, these things have happened to me and I was a victim and I'm not going to negate that part of myself who really was a victim, but I'm ready to transcend that identity. And what was that process like for you? Like, what kind of things did you do to forgive, to move on, to shift the story from one of, I'm literally the universe is fucking kicking my ass all the time mm. <laughs> to <laughs> I'm the creator of my reality. Like that's a big shift, to, right? And I'm going through it right now. So I, I can relate to that. Um, so yeah, please riff on that. Yes. For most of my life, I thought, why me? What did I do to deserve this? Why is the universe so horrible to me? And this is the blessings in disguise, right? Where at the time they don't look like it. And it was a toxic relationship and the end of that relationship where I was, how old was I? 28, 26 at the time. So it was like a decade after the that incident where I was drugged and gang raped um, and on the streets. And I found myself in an apartment where everything was trash. He'd taken all my money, turned off the fridge, so there's no food, taken all my belongings, all my clothes. So I couldn't even go to work because I had no money to buy clothes and I had no clothes to like leave the apartment and go to work. And there was no food, even though there was a lot of food in the fridge. It had all gone south because he turned the fridge off. And I was just having one of those moments where I was literally like, are you <laughs> kidding me, universe? How did I go this far? And it's been 10 years and I am basically in the same spot, except this time I have a roof over my head that I can't freaking pay for. And like, I, I'm like, I have a bed, but I don't know how long I can stay here. I have no money. And I'm basically at the same spot, just older and wiser. And what the hell was all of that for? And I just kind of went hysterical that night. To be perfectly honest, I was cheap, drinking cheap alcohol and I almost killed myself that night. Um, and it was thankful, thankfully, and I still can't fully explain that event. But that night, as I was thinking about jumping off the balcony and the only thing that was stopping me, it was only eight stories high. And I was like, oh, this isn't high enough to kill me, but it could kill me. But if I make it through I don't want to make it through and so I was having this battle of like should I jump and um <clears throat> these orbs was one big one came and I was like is that a spaceship what and it wasn't leaving and it was getting bigger and like it distracted me and then it scared me <laughs> and then I remember running inside <laughs> but anyway I kind of went delirious at night looking back like obviously I was here for a bigger purpose. It was not my time. And so whether they were here to scare me, they were protecting me, but like they made me run back inside. Um, and that I just remember waking up that morning and I was literally just made a decision. I am never, ever going to let anyone outside of me ever make me feel like shit again. Like, no, no, I'm never giving anyone that control. Like I, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm almost 30. I'm coming on to 30 and I just, cannot 
I'm not letting this happening to me anymore. And so this I was during your sun return. This was like around your sun return, right? I've just yeah. come out of mine. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I have to be like, fuck. Yeah, I'm seeing myself in this. Keep going, keep going. Sorry to interrupt, but I just. No, to of course. So I literally just had one of those like empowering moments where never again. And then that's when, as the universe moves quickly, because I was literally like asking for help. And back then, I knew I'd. I had experiences when I was younger with like ghosts and like other other beings but like I was scared of it so I think it was at that point where I started opening up to something again because I was just crying for help and I I didn't believe in God I didn't believe in I didn't know who to believe in I was just crying for someone to help me and as always the universe delivered and then somehow the right people not somehow it happens to all of us every time we ask for help but um the right people circumstances information got put in front of me and that's when um the law of attraction had come back whereas 2012 I'd already watched the secret and all of that but like it, manifestation got brought back to me um and that was the first thing I really learned to manifest learning to manifest money because I needed to um I was in a really bad financial pickle and I did um that job at the time was a like commissions on top of a very poor salary based job and I remember I went from being like a good consultant to the best in all of Australia two years running month after month after month that everyone thought I was doing something dodgy and I was like you got to get on to manifestation <laughs> um, but I manifested that and that from there it opened me up to the whole world of like personal development because I'd never really taken the time to like look at myself and look within and look at my own toxic traits and behaviors I was always pointing at everyone else and everything else and what they were doing to me rather than like how I played a role in all this and that's a hard pill to swallow like especially like and you know coming from someone that has had unfortunate events and I empathize with anyone that's like rape and things outside of our control but the moment we take our power back is when everything changes and we can really control that. Um, we really do have more control than we give ourselves credit for. And then from the personal development journey, Tony Robbins was the start of that. <laughs> I think he is for a lot of people. That led me to then diving deeper and then learning about spirituality and then learning to connect to my guides and to spirit. And that took me in this whole other roller coaster. And I was single for like five years, just healing work in my personal development, learning about manifestation. I was manifesting all these little things, right? And slowly accumulating what was on my original vision board. Um, and then I found myself in another toxic relationship five years later. And I was like, how could this be possible? I have spent so much time healing, so much time personal development. I'm trying to be a better person. What's going on with me? And I remember that was a very karmic, like I'd, at the point, I don't believe in twin flames anymore, but I thought he was my twin flame. It was very, like, he was very past lives. We'd known each other before. There's a lot of synchronicities, all of that stuff, the chemistry, insane, um, but very karmic. And I guess I broke a lot of not even generational patterns, but patterns with past lives and within my current life now um, by finally actually leaving him. Um, and hence why my book, I Deserve Better, is born after that. It's a book about toxic relationships. Um, but then from after breaking up with him, it was like the whole universe finally applauded me because I was already, like back then I was mindset coaching. 
but I wasn't working with spirit as I am now, but I was already trying to help people back then, but it just took my career to a whole other level. And the universe started working with me and then my gifts started awakening and activating. This was happening through COVID, thankfully, because I thought I was losing my mind. I don't know what I'd be like <laughs> experiencing this around people. <laughs> but um, yeah, like everything just moved really, really quickly. Like at the time it didn't feel quick and I thought I kind of did fall back into victim mode for a little while. Um, but thankfully not as long as I would have in the past and then picked myself up and said, no, the only reason this has happened, there's something within me. And that's when that took me into further healing, which then as, as you do when you're, when you're doing things like that, and I knew I was here for a bigger purpose, the universe moves with you had so much help, so much guidance, so much like divine signs and things getting, and people getting put onto my path. And I guess ta-da here I am now <laughs> and it's even you know what you were saying about this this ex and by the way your whole story is like I could have said the same story like the oh law of attraction into personal development into the spiritual shit and then there's like these things that come along in the path and it's like fucking because <laughs> healing is non-linear right so that's what I want to say firstly is like it's it's we think that we're at this point and we're like oh my god and then something will come along and just fucking rickroll us and it's like we're back into the healing process but we can see that as a gift, right? And this is my whole thing is about trying to see the gift in everything. And so I think oh, you want to talk about gratitude, gift. but yeah, yes. like that book that came out of this relationship, your higher purpose, like we can so easily be like, these things happened to me. Um, I got abused. I got this, I got that, that this person came along and it's like, like you said, taking your power back to recognize you are the creator of your reality. Even if you're unconsciously creating this shit, you're still creating it. And so mm -hmm. like, that's the illusion that needs to shatter. And it's fucking difficult to look at yourself and admit that to yourself. Like mm -hmm. I am creating this all the time. And I, that's the battle that I constantly have of like, I am the only one that I can blame. <laughs> like I'm literally the only one that I can blame because I am God. So therefore like, you know, like it's something <laughs> internally that's got to shift. So I completely relate to that. Um, I feel like there was something I wanted to say. Firstly, I want to know like your manifestation hack, how, what, what is your like secret of the secret? Like, do you have a special technique or what was, what was your method for doing it back then? Like when you were like really powerfully manifesting money um, well, in your work? I teach and coach people in manifestation now, but thankfully the first vision board that took me seven years. Um, and I say thankfully because it taught me what not to do, what not to, what does work, what doesn't work, what, and in hindsight taught me so much. So I, I had to have a long process in being able to call in my whole vision board in seven years. My next vision board took a year. I had everything within a year. Um, and now I teach that, right? And so it's funny um, in, the, in the Phoenix Rising Academy that I have last week, I actually just shared sometimes these roadblocks these tower moments that come into our life when we're manifesting something we're calling something and especially if it's something big and when I say big this is big to you like because we can put our manifestations on a pedestal especially when we don't think we're worthy of it <clears throat> so if it's something really big especially if it is impactful be careful what you ask for and to just trust because Back when I was manifesting, and that was around after that breakup, before the next relationship, and I was really calling in, I wanted to help people around the world heal and transform. I didn't know there were still more layers to my healing, yet to go for me to be the person to be able to allow people to heal in the way that I do now. 
And so what actually happened not long after I was purposely manifesting that was um, a light healer reached out to me and I didn't even know what light healing was back then, never heard a light language. And I was like, okay, she's like, I'm not even going to charge you. Spirits told me that you need this. So I, I need to do this. And I just remember like she was talking light language. And back then I'm like, why does she sound like an alien? But why does this sound, sound so familiar? What is going on? I'm like, just go with it, Maz, just go with it. Did a couple of sessions with her and not long after that, a few days later, actually, she actually triggered um, memories from when I was six and I was actually molested and I'd completely forgot about it. That came up to the surface and put me into, again, depression once more, like, and a big, another healing journey. But the thing is, now when these things happen, things, and that's why people see me as a good luck magnet, because any kind of roadblock, any kind of trigger, they're my teachers. And I always say, what is the universe trying to teach me? What is the universe trying to show me? What can I learn from this? And everything is a blessing to me, even the things that don't look like blessings. And because now I'm able to look at things from that perspective, I'm able to shift through that so quickly rather than in the past. And that's why it took me seven years when the roadblocks would come when the lessons would come I didn't see it as the universe providing me a lesson in order to train me to teach me to be able to hold and be the person with the manifestation I was calling in and because I was manifesting to help people heal and transform oh man I had to go through it (laughs) so there was more for me to do that's one major thing when it comes to manifesting and I guess if you can look at everything that comes in your path that at the time seems dark is not dark and look at it from that perspective of love of like, what is the universe trying? And just believe everything is always working out for you. Mm -hmm. And if you can truly believe that it does, it literally does. Even the things that don't look good, they're working out for you. And it, that's how you can call in your manifestation quicker. But in a short nut process, I would say, in order to be able to manifest, you need to be, the number one thing is you need to be energetically aligned, not what the gurus say, act as if, and da, 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 I did all that. <laughs> um, you actually need to be the vibrational match. And in order to be that vibrational match, my best like suggestion is to go back and look at all the beliefs, the thoughts, all, all of the conditioning, everything that is preventing you from believing you are the person that can have and be and receive what it is you want and be able to bring that up to light be able to heal release that and transmute that so you can get to an energetic place where you you wholeheartedly believe whatever you want is yours and you can make that happen and you can receive it and you can be that person um, and that's that why the roadblocks. That in the yeah, that's why the roadblocks and the not quite manifestations and the things that like lay you on your ass. Are, they're a fucking gift because it's bringing to your awareness that subconscious stuff, which is like this is why you're not in alignment yet. This is what you need to clear, right? Uh, it's so beautiful. Everything you just said is really funny. I just had an interview with a friend of mine on his show, and I was in the, we were in the <laughs> reverse role, <laughs> and I was saying the same shit. Um, but you forget, right? Oh, you forget when it. the stuff is sometimes it, it like you have to bring yourself back to what's the gift and what's the gift in this. I've recently called a lover into my life and it's been bringing up a lot of stuff for me. And yesterday I had a moment of just like, fuck, this is like, oh, this is so shitty. And like, why? And today I've got to kind of come to that awareness again of like, it's a gift. It's a beautiful gift to be able to see this unconscious material. So 
I love teaching that as well. And that's what makes you an alchemist, right? It's the ability mm-hmm. to take that stuff and turn it into fuel for your manifestation, to turn it into a bigger, better vision. And what you said completely, I can relate to. And I think people need to hear this on this podcast. We have a lot of healers and light workers and priestesses listening to this podcast that mission that you're being prepared for, it takes a lot of fucking energy to hold that, right? And like the the love that you need to hold, like that's a proper process of preparation. I feel I've been in the same process for years and years, being stripped back, being prepared, being stripped back, being prepared um, because I've been asking, you know, like, reach all these people and have this big mission. So it's it's really funny. So just want to say, I hear you on all of that and completely with you <laughs> and nothing that I wouldn't say myself and I love it. Um, Hi, beautiful soul. Allow me to interrupt this broadcast for just a second. If you're a soulpreneur on a sacred mission or just someone looking to connect with their soul purpose, their gifts and their multidimensional self, I have something I am so excited to share with you. The Soul Mission Accelerator is possibly my most groundbreaking and expensive work yet. It contains 12 low-cost, high-potency sacred activations that will have you shifting through old limitations, patterns, karmic loops, and blockages at quantum speeds. These activations will support you with everything you require energetically to anchor in the timeline and reality you desire to create. If that means more soul clients, tribe, opportunities, and abundance, or just to anchor a soul purpose that is fulfilling and effortlessly abundant. You can grab $44 off the total price by using the code CRACKED open in capital letters in the checkout or grab each activation individually as they call to your soul now let's get back to this episode um let's talk about gratitude you had mentioned that you're just in this state of like elation and gratitude so what what is it you know that's made you be in this state lately is it something that's just from internal like is there a reason why you're in gratitude or is it just a feeling because i can say for the past three weeks with the exception of the past like four days, which have been hell, <laughs> but I've been in this state of like just bliss and like gratitude and just like, Oh my God, nothing has shifted in my environment, but I just feel so good. So what, um, what's brought that state on for you? Do you think? I practice gratitude quite regularly, but um, <clears throat> this morning was actual purposeful gratitude because I actually woke up really tired um, doing the energy work that I do um, and I've been booked out for the last two years I'm booked out till the end of the year um, is can be quite heavy you know as much as I love what I do it, it as you would understand can be quite taxing energetically and so I woke up tired and I've got a lot on this week and so I purposefully went there because I know how much gratitude can shift and in those moments, it can be hard to do, especially when you're tired, when you're lethargic or you've got your period or something, which is me actually today. <laughs> um, but I purposely went there and then it just took me to a whole other level of like, oh my God, I'm living the reality that I once prayed for. Oh my God, I get to sleep in this morning and I get to go to the gym late after everyone else has left and it's quiet. And this is my, like, and I literally was just, basking in gratitude and it doesn't matter what level we're at because the journey we're always evolving we're always growing and we're you know things are always changing and shifting but even if I look back at when I was completely broke and I had first started my original business that end up being a fail and I first tried to go online I mean full-time working for myself that end up being a fail (laughs) and I was struggling for cash and I was going through a lot of that was around the time when the memories of me being six 
um, and molested had come up to the surface. So I was really, really depressed and in a dark spot. And I, that's when I was grasping for gratitude again. Um, and gratitude is just so important because the universe doesn't give us anything more until we can be happy where we are at now. Yep. The quickest way to shift your reality and the first step, if we're going to steps, we'll go back. The first step is to find gratitude and gratitude in what you have now. It doesn't matter what level. Like when I had nothing, it was literally like, okay, my friend's letting me stay here. I have a bed to sleep in. Like just whatever it is that you can find gratitude for, but it's not just saying you're grateful because that's where a lot of people do miss the mark. And I was one of them for the longest time trying to do my gratitude journals for seven years and it not working. Um, and it's all about energy and literally being in that energy of gratitude where I find if you can get yourself to a place where you literally want to cry, that's the money spot. <laughs> Magic, like the universe responds so quickly to that. And I, I actually do that quite a bit, which, which was me this morning as well. Gratitude literally just calls in magic. It literally is. It's like we're the universe's children and it's like we're God's children. And it's like if you have children that are like spoilt and ungrateful, if you have a best friend that's always ungrateful for you doing things, you can't help but not want to give more or do things for them. You kind of get a bit resentful. And it's the same thing with us co-creating with the universe. It's partnership. And so the more grateful we are and the more we're appreciative, it's like they're like, oh, let's give them more. Let's give them more. Let's give them more. I like her, you know? It kind of works the same kind of way. But I know I purposefully go there if I am tired and that the tiredness is gone. Like the tiredness is gone and everything else, magic just starts to roll in again. So... Yeah. yeah I hear you I kept it I've been keeping a gratitude journal for like 10 years seven years something like long time and some days I really have to fucking like dig yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. And I'm like Ugh. so sometimes I just sit there and I'm just like thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you I don't even know what I'm saying thank you but I just say thank you and I keep saying thank you until I feel it these days it's like very easy for me to tap into the gratitude even though everything externally seems to be collapsing um what I'm noticing or has been collapsing it's getting better but <laughs> was collapsing <laughs> what I'm noticing is like the more I can tap into that gratitude then the more I can connect to the future vision but I'm also really anchored in the present of like exactly where I am is fine and so there's not that desperation or that like attachment to I need this stuff outside of me to shift so then I feel good so then I feel mm -hmm. wealthy it's like no those feelings come first this is a lot of like this is the episode that I did recently with my friend um, on his show of like that state of peace or gratitude or wealth or whatever love pleasure orgasmic juicy fucking goodness whatever it is that you want <laughs> that's an internal state first right and the stuff mm -hmm. is only going to mirror when you've already reached that internal state so go to the internal state first and gratitude's always such a good entry point to get to pretty much any other state so I hear you and I love that and um yeah it does it feels like you can let go of the manifestation a little bit because it's we see so many people who have everything that they want or they think that they want like for instance I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast the other day and he was talking about I'm going to, to do ayahuasca because I have everything that I want and I'm still fucking miserable and it's mm -hmm. like until we shift that internal state it doesn't matter what we're creating like we're going to feel unfulfilled so you're right you, like and this reminds me of you're going to Bali soon or you said you, you're heading to Bali soon and I think even in the Philippines it might be a similar energy but definitely in Bali they have so little those people mm -hmm. have so little and they're just so fucking 
beautiful, grateful. Like, so <laughs> grateful, right? To have nothing. And it, like, it was smacking me in the face every day that I lived there it was like, look at these people and they have so little and yet they're just such beautiful, caring, compassionate humans. And that's a choice, right? Like we can be that toilet cleaner who is the most spiritual fucking person we've ever come across. Cause he's smiling and he's angelic. And like, it's a true story. It's a toilet cleaner that I met in Bali. <laughs> and he brought, broke me down to tears. Like literally this man, just from his energy, I had to go into the toilet and I was like, <laughs> I just want have a good life he's so beautiful because he was so happy and he was so simple right so it's just it brings us back to that what are we focusing on what are we what do we create where are we creating from are we creating from lack are we creating from it's fun to create more shit but I have everything that I need and want but I'm also going to create more so where do I want to go with this where am I feeling to ask you Maz do you have any like advice for people who are really finding it hard to connect to gratitude or they're really finding it hard to get out of victimhood because this is it's often the people that are struggling with it that are the most resistant to our advice because they want Mm -hmm. to attach to that story of fucking nothing works out for me how would you approach someone who um is very heavily heavily in their victim and you're trying to get through to them so they shift that like what what would your approach be In terms of being able to tap into gratitude, if you're in that spot, a couple of tips and they're tips that actually have worked for me. If you have come from a lot of trauma and a lot of mishaps, and you probably have if you are in that spot um, and lived a lot of being the victim of things, to go back and reminisce on those times that you were on the floor crying, those times that you were almost going to kill yourself, those Mm. times where horrible shit happened to you and go back there and remember that person and remember and like literally sit in that feeling and remember that and be thankful you are not there anymore and how you overcame that and you are not there anymore and wherever you're at now is nowhere near as bad as that so you've overcome all of that so this is not as bad and then when you can do that and if you are in victim mentality like that, I'm sure there are places where you can go back into your past where it's been dark, really, really dark, way dark than in this moment. And so when you can do that, that allows you to be, have that little bit more gratitude for this moment, regardless of what's going on, because it wasn't that. And then that shifts you that little bit higher energetically. And then from there, you just need to reach for another thought that makes you feel better. I know when I found it really hard to find anything to be grateful for, some things that I would personally do is I would go back and actually stalk myself about all the good times, the people, the memories, the countries I've visited, the things that I was, that were great like memories and be like, oh, actually, I've had a good life, like literally stalk myself. So I would remember. And then if I really couldn't tap into it, I'd actually go talking about people in third world countries. I would start thinking about people in this moment now that are in war, that are being raped, that are being shot, they're watching their families get killed, which is a very real thing. And not to go dark like that, but I would go there because that is true and it's happening right now. And you're not there we're not there, you know, we're not there or you wouldn't be sitting on this podcast, you wouldn't be able to. So, and then realize, oh crap. And then you find gratitude for the now, no matter how hard it seems, because you're not in war, you're not struggling like how it could be. It could be so much worse. And then that allows you to shift even just a little bit. And if you can just shift yourself a little bit from there, 
then you can start thinking of other thoughts that can help pull you out bit by bit, you know, until you up that frequency and like get to a place where you can be grateful of this moment now, whatever that looks like. I'm curious, do you have like a proof of magic journal? Because one thing, everything that you said is completely stuff that I do. I'm like, well, I I overcame that. So this is really not that bad. (laughs) Another thing that I do when I feel like the universe is like, you know, fucking cock blocking me from my desire or whatever it is, I'm going through some shit is I have this like proof of magic journal or I just reflect on. So what it is, is like every time there's a win or a miracle or the universe has come through and supported you in some way, a client signed up, you met a soulmate, like whatever, all the cool magical shit that's happened in your life. You take yourself back and you're like, look at all the times where I was at rock bottom and I thought nothing was going to shift. And then bam, like it shifted overnight. So it's like that reminder of it's temporary. Whatever situation you are in is so temporary. Like I am having... This is my full disclosure, guys. We're in July. By the time I release this, I'm going to be a whole new level of human because that's what happens to me. I'll be in Mexico living my best fucking life. But in July, July 24th, guys, we have a lot of astrology. Venus is retrograde. There's some fucked up shit going on with my personal relationships, bringing up some inner child stuff. But the past three days, I've been in hell, right? I've been in the depth of my dark goddess underworld again. Two weeks ago, for like a week and a half, I was in a bliss state. Like I've been in a bliss state for months, actually of just like radiating gratitude and oh my god like everything is amazing right like it's so magical I'm on this big new level like all this (laughs) stuff's I'm about to go to Mexico like oh my god and the past three days I've just been like I want to shoot myself like this is fucked take it off me like I don't right but what's been keeping me through is like that was literally a week ago I was in this state of like bliss and ecstasy and this is temporary what Mm -hmm. you're in right now is temporary and how many times have we gone around this cycle and it's non-linear, right? So like, it's like you'll go through these cycles, but there's always another up. There's always another miracle. There's always another magical thing. So a really good tip for people. And that's why I was wondering if you did it is um, just to add to that, reflecting on all the times you thought you weren't ever going to get out of that situation you did. All the times you were in hell, like, and you thought that you were never going to get out of it. You were never going to get out of that tunnel. And then you did, right? So that is another really good way to be like, okay, I'm going to focus on all the times that, thought that they, that was it like there was no there's no way out for me and oh wow suddenly I manifested 10 grand and I can do whatever I want and I'm not stuck in this country whatever the fuck it was right that's what I've been doing at the moment because my money situation's been a bit like um unstable and I've been like fuck I'm about to travel and I, I'm like stressing out and like there's literally nothing for me to stress out about because I've managed somehow like last minute always comes in right so that's a really good way um to also do that do you do a process like that? Do you have some sort of process of I like do, reminding yourself? But not as I said, um, it's all internal. I don't yeah. quite journal that stuff as much, but journaling is really, really good to help you remember. But yeah, I remember the times I've been on the floor. I'll go mm-hmm. back and think about all those times and it reminds me of the things that I've made it out of. And now, like when it comes to like, as you were saying there's always every next level and every next level and now because there's so many levels that I've gone through and experienced this is just you know I'm not new to this rodeo so every time it gets yeah yeah, every time shit gets hard or things get uneasy because I was like you and I literally went 18 months almost two years of bliss Mm. I was like what the hell and then (laughs) trigger (laughs) and I'm like whoa I don't even know what a trigger is I haven't been triggered in so long Mm. this but it was like deep deep layer and like every time it's because you're about to up level and go, and cause you, you're going to Mexico. You're Dude, about my to up level it. is so big. Yeah. I feel it. Like it's, it's fucking huge. Yeah. 
So it's yeah. like every time we get shaken up on the inside, it's because we're being prepared to, and it, it's about shedding all the mm. stuff that doesn't belong to that next level. The beliefs, the thoughts, like, as you said, even with your relationship stuff or the inner child stuff coming up, that's mm. needs to come up to light because you've manifested a conscious relationship that's healthy and have like all this and you're manifesting going overseas and traveling and living in Mexico. And in order mm. for you to have and be and hold that, there's a few things that need to shed. And so every level, it's like that. So when I feel uncomfortable now and know that, I just know, okay, the universe is preparing me for the next stage. <laughs> and yeah. so it's not as scary. It's not so much of a shit show because then you can like, it's like, I like to look at life like a, it's kind of like a video game. You know, once you can pass the levels and pass all the tests, you get given the next level you're able to access the door to the next level and the quicker you can get all the lessons and everything else the quicker you move right yeah and yeah. it's exciting it is exciting when you have that perspective of like I know that there's some good shit coming but also not getting attached to I have to clear and purge and go through hell before I get my thing like that's I think some some of us can do that we can be like oh I have to hit rock bottom before I can then skyrocket and it's like no sometimes you just need like a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of a, a dip um but that's a whole different we'll be here for three hours yeah. to start talking about it, being addicted to, <laughs> yeah. the, to shadow and the healing um is there any final kind of like any messages you feel called cool to share or anything in your heart that you would like to kind of share before we wrap this up today I just feel if you are in a spot where you think yeah, but I'm not, I can't be like those people. I don't have this or I, I, I didn't experience this or I'm not as lucky as them, I'm not as confident as them or what, whatever the reason may be for you is to stop giving your power away. Take your power back. And when you can realize how much power you actually have, because the moment you decide and it doesn't matter what your external circumstances, I came from the streets, you know, like the moment you decide and you decide you want better and there's a difference between just deciding and committing to it, wanting and committing to it, you know, and commit to the fact that you're going to get better regardless. Things shift and things will shift and use all the bullshit, all the, all the hardships, all the crap, like use that to fuel you. And like, think I didn't go through all that to just continue life like this. I didn't go through all that for nothing. I'm going to ma make it worth something. And if you can do that, man, there's so much magic that the universe has to offer. I love that. It is so true. And um, yeah, we're always being prepared, right? Like what the fuck is the point? We go through all that stuff and then nothing comes of it. <laughs> we didn't come here to just suck up. That's, that's why yes. I, the way that I look at it. All right. Thank you so much, Maz, for being with us today. If our viewers, if our listeners would like to come find you and hear more about the work that you're doing, um, how can they do that? Uh, my main platform is Instagram. So it will be Lil Miss Maz, L-I-L Miss Maz. Um, and my YouTube channel is Phoenix Rising Collective, or you can find me on Facebook, Maz Delisana. Beautiful. Thank you so much again. It was so lovely to meet you, fellow soul sister. Very similar journey, both of us with really cute Australian accents. So I love <laughs> it. Wishing you all the best. And until next time, beautiful souls, thank you for listening. I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.